I'm Lisa Stone, and you are listening to Season 8 of Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 8 of the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and in this week's episode, I am talking to Swapnil Sahai of Swing Tennis. Swing Tennis is a new artificial intelligence app that sits on your phone or your iPad and captures and gives you so much data, so much information, including video footage of actual match play. And I am not doing it justice in this introduction. So please, please, please listen to the podcast and listen to Swipneal explain it much better than I am. But Thankfully, the guys at at Swing Tennis have offered a really nice discount code to the Parenting Aces premium members and our Patreon patrons to get the app for 50% off for the first year. And that's a big, big savings. And so I really want to encourage you guys to check it out. In the show notes, we're going to have a link to the app in the App Store. We'll also have our discount code uh, for our premium members and our Patreon patrons, but be sure and check this out. I, I think this is the future of our sport. I really do. And one of the things that I find so interesting is that James Blake and Andy Roddick are involved in this company. They are investors. They are helping uh, to market the product. They are involved in conversations about features included in the product. And so this is something that our top U.S men's players, you know, in recent years have gotten behind and are getting involved in. And so I think that speaks volumes about where tennis is heading and how important tennis technology is becoming. And so check it out. I think you're going to find it as fascinating as I did. So for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode with Swapnil Sahai and Swing Tennis. Swapnil Sahai, thank you so much for joining us on the Parenting Aces podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So we're going to talk technology today, which is so not in my wheelhouse, but I'm really excited to hear what you're up to with swing tennis and, and kind of the history of the company. But before we dive into that, I always like to have new guests give our listeners a little bit of their tennis story. So if you could please share with us how you got started playing tennis and kind of where it took you. Yeah, for sure. So um, I was born and raised uh, here in California uh, in the Bay Area. And um, my parents are from India. So my dad and my mom both played like tennis or table tennis back in India. So it was a, it was a sport that I started playing probably around the age of like six or seven. Um, and, uh, my younger brother, who's two years younger than me, we both used to play together a lot. And then we would play with my dad a lot. So like my dad was our primary coach for most of my life. And then, you know, here and there, we would take like private lessons and things like that. Uh, I played in high school as well, uh, at Saratoga high school. And then, um, just kind of kept playing as I went into college. So I went to college at Berkeley. I played a lot of intramural tennis there, uh, tried out for the club team, didn't make it cause they're really good. And then, um, and then I went to Columbia for my PhD. So over there, I was playing a lot of tennis all over New York, like in Brooklyn on clay courts. So uh, that was super fun. And then uh, after I graduated from Columbia, I came back 
to the Bay Area, and um, now I play in UST leagues on the weekend. So it's been like a pretty constant part of my life. I'd say it's definitely my favorite sport. Uh, I love watching tennis as well. Um, I've been to all the Grand Slams Grand Slams except Australian, which I'm hoping to go to this winter. Uh, been to Indian Wells a few times, so just like really big tennis fan as well. Uh, in addition to just playing like all the time. Fantastic. And you mentioned that you went to Columbia for a PhD. That was in what? That was in uh, 2013. So I was there from 2013 to 2017. So I was in but I met what what area of study? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, that was in statistics. So my my undergrad was in um, math and statistics, and then uh, I wanted to at that time I wanted to be a professor when I when I graduated from Berkeley. So I went to do a PhD in statistics at Columbia, uh, and then I while I was there I started getting more into like machine learning and artificial intelligence. I interned at Tesla a couple times um, on their self-driving team, which is called Autopilot, uh, and then I actually ended up. Um, joining that team full-time after I finished up at Columbia. And so what led you to get involved in tennis technology? I mean, obviously you love the sport, but how did you transition from Tesla into what you're doing now? Yeah, so um, I actually started working on the first version of Sing back when I was at Columbia. So it was just kind of a side project for a really long time. Um, I had, I knew that Apple was working on a watch back in like 2014. So this was like before the watch Apple first Apple watch even came out. So I just kind of read some rumors that, you know, they were working on a smartwatch and like everybody was making a smartwatch at that time. Um, and I just, I thought that it would be a really cool way to track my data, um, around my tennis game because I was a big stats guy and I wanted to just track all of my stats. Uh, so at that time I didn't really know much about like how to make an app or how to code really. So I taught myself uh, Swift, which is um, the language that Apple uses for app development. Uh, And then I reached out to a friend of mine from Berkeley. Uh, We were both roommates uh, during our undergrad. So he was actually like an electrical engineer. So he's like really smart guy. And so I asked him if he wanted to work with me on this. So we basically both started working on this um, around 2015 when the Apple Watch actually came out. And then uh, just kind of like over time, you know, we just like learned along the way, basically. Uh, we weren't like professional app developers or anything like that. We were just kind of like students messing around. Um, and we just, we took our time with it. We didn't actually didn't release the first version until probably like 2016. Uh, and it was initially just like an app for tracking your match stats on your watch and also doing some basic swing analysis as well. So you could like swipe on the watch to track if you won the point, if you lost the point. And then based on that, we would track like, first serve percentage, breakpoint conversion, things like that. And then we also ended up building our own models to uh, analyze your swing. So you could like detect forehands, backhands, things like that. And so when did you decide that this had abilities and capabilities and and Mm -hmm. possibilities beyond what you were just doing as a side project? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, yeah, I was, I mean, I was working on it from 2015 till now, basically. So it's been like almost four years, a little over four years, actually. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, even despite making the app, we released on the store, despite that, I still went to Tesla to work there first. Um, just cause the, the watch app was like, you know, it was doing really well for a watch app, like for an Apple watch app, but ultimately it wasn't really growing that fast. Uh, and it wasn't really quite at the level that where I felt like I could pursue it full time and it was really like a sustainable business. Um, mm-hmm. But then I just started thinking a little bit more about 
Especially while I was at Tesla, I think that's really what like gave me the idea because when I was at Tesla, I was uh, working on computer vision and that's basically uh, taking in the images from the cameras on the cars and then detecting pedestrians and other cars and making sure you don't hit other objects, follow the lane lines. So I was becoming very much like experienced in that type of problem. And I kind of understood it really well while I was at Tesla and I realized like, oh, wait a second, like this could totally work for tennis too. If I build the similar kinds of algorithms um, for my iPhone camera, I should be able to do like similar things. Like instead of having to track a pedestrian or a car, I could just track the ball and the players and I should be able to do some really cool analysis, almost like Hawkeye. Um, and so I think working there gave me the confidence that I could do it. And it also made me realize that this was actually possible. Like there's no reason why this technology shouldn't exist now. Um, and then a lot of other things happened at that time. Like uh, Apple had just barely released this new framework called uh, core machine learning, which is like a framework that makes it really easy for uh, people like me to build models and put it on the phone. Traditionally, that was like really hard to do. So Apple did a lot of work to make it easier for us to do that. They designed a bunch of new chips on the iPhone just in the last two years um, that allow these kinds of algorithms to run on the phones. So mm -hmm. the timing of kind of the technology all kind of came together. And so that's kind of when I made that leap because I realized like, okay, this is definitely the future. Like this is what's going to happen to tennis. Someone else is going to do it if we don't do it. So that's why we decided to go do it. Okay. So what is swing? and swing vision and swing tennis. <laughs> yeah, so um I mean swing is just swing tennis is like basically the app name. That's uh it's what we've been calling the app so far. We're now kind of changing the branding a little bit to swing vision because we're really trying to emphasize that you can do everything using the camera now. You don't need to have the watch anymore. Um so this is almost like a brand new product in some ways. Um the watch is still nice to have if you want to have, you know, like health tracking and things like that. But um, ultimately, Swing Vision is, you know, the best training tool for tennis. That's what we want it to be. Um, and so, you know, if you're playing a match or you're going out hitting uh, with a friend or even if you're having a lesson with a coach, um, tracking your performance through Swing Vision gives you insights that you would normally never be able to get unless you were a professional player um, playing in like a Grand Slam match. So it kind of casts a really wide net and uh, it just brings so much more data to your performance. It gives you way more insights. You have, you actually know like exactly what you need to work on and what you need to improve. Um, and it's kind of like this objective coach almost in a way telling you what you need to improve. So for someone who has the app on their phone, talk us through how you use the app and what kind of information you're going to be able to see. Yeah. So uh, the setup is um, pretty simple. So you just take your iPhone and then um, you can buy like a tripod or uh, a fence mount um, that lets you stick your phone on the fence. And then basically <clears throat> you place the phone behind the baseline uh, in the center of the court. And then you just kind of hit record and then um, you just kind of let it do its thing basically. And then you just go and hit. And then uh, at the end of the session, you're going to have all kinds of data around your shot tracking. So you'll know like what type of shots were you hitting, like how many forehands versus backhands were you hitting, but also you'll be able to see where is the ball actually landing on the court. Like, you know, are your cross-court forehands going in deep? Are they going in, you know, shallow into the service box? Uh, when you're hitting serves, you could see, like, how often are you making serves on the ad court when you serve out wide versus down the tee? So you can just see all kinds of metrics around shot placement. Um, you can also see where you're hitting the ball from on the court. So, like, 
Um, are you hitting a lot of shots behind the baseline or are you being aggressive and hitting a lot of shots like inside the service line and doing a lot more approach shots? So you can understand that pattern as well. So that's kind of the current feature set that's releasing at the end of this week, actually. Uh, and then over time, we'll be doing additional things like automatically tracking your match stats. So like if you're playing an actual match, we'll automatically track uh, first serve percentage, second serve percentage. And then over time, we'll even track who on the point and pretty much like do like a lot of the scoring for you. So you can go back and uh, just like step through points really quickly without having to watch all the dead time in between the points. And how do you anticipate individuals using this and specifically high performance junior players? Because that's our audience. So yeah, I mean, they're like the they're like key audience for this. So there's going to be a lot of ways they can use this. Um, one is if they're just kind of rallying around with their friend or their parent, like just in a practice session, um, you know, they could prop this up and record their session and then get some idea of what parts they did really well and then what parts of the game they need to improve for next time. So it's kind of almost telling them what to focus on the next time they go out to play. I think another big thing for juniors is going to be that, you know, if you record your match, then uh, being able to go back and see all these stats, understanding why did you lose points? Why did you win points? What do you need to work on to win you know, more points, essentially, uh, is, is where it'll become super useful. So I think it's, it's kind of like this circle. Like I think you're gonna, you'll probably start using it to diagnose how you're playing in a match. So you like record your match, diagnose what are your issues, and then they'll say, okay, this is what you need to work on. Now you go on the practice court and practice a bit and then record again. And then you'll say, okay, this is what you improved on. And then you kind of just repeat that loop again and again. And so that should just help you improve like any weak parts of your game. So the, will the app actually show you from match to match what changed? Yeah, it actually does. It's really cool. So um, it compares your stats that day to kind of like your average for the last five days and things like that. So you can see trends really easily and you can you can see like, oh, today, like I missed a lot of forehands on breakpoints and like normally I don't or, you know, something like that. So you'll be able to see the deviations and like what really caused you to lose the match today. And then you can focus on those areas for next time and just kind of keep that in mind or actually like go out on the practice court and try to hone that, that particular area of your game. And so when somebody purchases the app and we're going to talk about how to do that later on, but, um, do they get any sort of tutorial included in the app to, so that they understand what it is? Because for me, you know, somebody like me, I I can look at this stuff, but I don't really understand, A, what it means, and B, how I should be using it. Right. Yeah, so um, we have some tutorials in there, like at least telling you how to set it up, how to record. And then we'll, when you like track your first session, we'll, we'll kind of show you kind of walk you through the different metrics that you can see um, so you have an idea. And then um, we're working on actually adding some, you know, like YouTube tutorials as well. So you can actually like see step-by-step kind of all the different features and how to actually use it and all that. Um, So we're adding all of that in as well. Fantastic. And when you record a match, are you then Mm -hmm. able to go in and take pieces of that match and I'm just thinking in terms of college recruiting you know kids post match play you know on YouTube so the college coaches can have a look at them they'll be able to use the matches that they're capturing through the app to do that as well yeah definitely so there's a really cool feature where you can like favorite points and filter what kind of points you want in a highlight reel from a match so you could say like you know I want all of my break points that I want 
I want all of my forehand winners or whatever it is. So you can actually choose pretty granularly what kind of points you want uh, to include. And then you can export that as like a shorter highlight reel clip of your match. So you can do that on a per match basis. And then I think, um, as you suggested for recruiting, that's something we're planning to add in the future where you could just kind of take all of your matches and just take like the you know best set of points or rally constructions that you want and stitch that together into like a recruiting highlight reel. And then that could be uploaded to YouTube? Yep, definitely. Yeah. So when you export those highlight reels, they're for your for you to keep so you can put it wherever you like. You can put it on YouTube, you can put it on Facebook, you can share it on Instagram. I do that a lot. So I'll play matches and create like short two minute highlight reels and put it on Instagram because it's like really fun to watch your best points. So yeah, people use it in all kinds of ways. I love that. That's so cool. Um I, I mean, it seems to me that what you have included in this technology really takes existing tennis technology to the next level. And, you know, in terms of what we as consumers have access to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's accurate. I think, you know, a lot of what we're building has been done before for professionals. Right. Um, some of it, some of it hasn't even been done professionals. Like what I'm talking about where we're automatically going to remove the dead time between points and make it easy to step through points. There's no such technology in the world that exists that does that. So we're actually going even above and beyond what's available for the pros. Um, but for the most part, as you said, like a lot of this has existed before. It just wasn't accessible. Um, it was way too expensive. You needed like 10 cameras on the court to do it. You needed something like PlaySight, which is like somewhat more reasonable, but still really expensive. Um, so this is really like the most accessible way that, you know, the technology has ever been in. Fantastic. And so, You've got Andy Roddick and James Blake involved in the company. Tell us a little bit about how that came to pass. Yeah, so um, so it was kind of like in a sequence of events last year, actually, while I was still at Tesla. Um, so I uh, asked one of the guys on our team. He uh, actually played professionally. He was, I think, he got his eyes around number six hundred in the world. His name is John Lamble. So. He went to my high school, so I've known him since high school, and um, he was like a prodigy. He was so good at tennis. And so uh, it's kind of a long story, but I'll tell you anyway because it's kind of fun. So yeah. basically, um, his physio in high school uh, ended up creating a company called Cramps Away. Uh, and Cramps Away is like this solution that you uh, swirl in your mouth, and it takes away your cramps in like 15 seconds. And so John Isner and Stan Wawrinka and a lot of people have used it in some really big matches. And it helped them, you know, play well and not cramp up. Um, and so uh, James Blake happens to be kind of the face of that product now. So I guess he joined that company a few years ago as like an advisor and he's done a lot of promotion for them. Um, so John's physio is the doctor who made the solution for Cramps Away. So he knows James really well. Um, and then the physio also happens to use our Swing app a lot on his, on his Apple Watch. So he already likes us. And so he he's really nice, and he introduces me to James. So I went with him to uh, pitch to James Blake in San Diego, actually, like near his house at some like country club. Um, and James was super excited about it. He he really felt like what we were building with the new vision stuff was going to be useful, not just for recreational athletes, but even for um, you know more serious players as well, and even professionals. Because he was saying even when he was training out there, like he didn't really have access to this kind of data unless it was in a you know, in a big stadium match, if he was on mm -hmm. the practice court, he also didn't have the data. So I was, that blew me away. Cause I thought, I just assumed that the pros must've had something like this, but they actually don't most of the time. Um, and that's, and then also you think about like, you know, not all the pros have the most financial resources, right? Like if right. only if you're like in the top, like 
whatever 50 players and you're fine. But outside of that, you're like actually really hustling to go out and travel and you have to cover your own expenses. And a lot of times you can't even pay for your coach to come with you. Right. So there's actually a big need for this, even at the professional level. So that was like very surprising. Um, so James was, James was very excited about it. Super nice guy. And um, so he ended up investing in the company and then he joined us as an advisor. Uh, and then we were trying to find one other person, one or two other people um, like him who could help us out. Uh, so he was playing an exhibition match in Houston. Uh, I think it was like October of last year. So he told me to come out there because um, he was there and Jim Career, uh, John McEnroe and Andy Roddick. So all of them were there for the exhibition series, like the Invesco series. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just came in there with James into the locker room and I was just sitting in the locker room the entire day and like, James or Andy walks in and then like Jim Creer walks in, John Macker walks in. So it's just like them four and me just like in the locker room for, I don't know, I think it was like six hours or something. It was so crazy. And they were kind of going in and out, you know, they'd go out to go play a match and then come back in and they'd go out to do like sign autographs and then come back in. So it was just really crazy, uh, surreal experience for me. And I got to meet all of them. I, I got to pitch to all of them. Um, John wasn't too interested. Uh, Jim was actually like pretty interested, um, but then he ended up not investing. Uh, and then Andy was the one who was like really, really uh, interested from the start. And he actually does a lot of investment investments, um, a lot of real estate, but beyond that, he's invested in other companies. But I think this was his first uh, tennis company. And it was really funny. I think what sold it for him was that uh, when we had to leave at the end of the day, he couldn't find his iPhone. It was like lost somewhere in the locker room. So then he had James call it and then it wasn't and like there was no ringtone coming, I think, because his phone was on silent. So he was like really panicking because he had to leave for a flight in like one hour. Um, so then I told him, uh, I was like, if you sign into iCloud on my laptop right now, like I can play a sound on your phone, even if it's on silent. And he's like, are you serious? Like, if you do that right now, like I will invest right now. I mean, he was joking, but that's what he said. <laughs> and so... He signs into my iCloud. Um, it's like really crazy. And then I play a sound on his phone and then lo and behold, it's like somewhere in the corner of the locker room, but it plays the sound and then he finds it. And then he was like, wow, it's amazing. And then he was like, are you on Venmo? I'll Venmo you right now. <laughs> so it was, like, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, and then, I mean, we had some conversations after that and then he finally, you know, he finally ended up investing, but that's, that's kind of the long story, but it's pretty funny. I love that. And so what is their involvement now other than writing checks? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they've done a few things like they've, they've helped us reach out to, you know, pot other potential investors um, as well as, you know, talking to other organizations like the USTA or, you know, other academies in the U S. So there's some other kind of like partnerships that are still in development. Um, and they've been very instrumental in kind of making introductions, just putting in a good word for the company. Right. Um, this summer, they actually were out here in San Jose for an exhibition match, both James and Andy. So because I they were here anyway, I had them come over and we just like filmed a short ad uh, for the new Vision app that's going to come out. So that ad's going to come out next month. It's kind of funny. Um, so that's like something they've helped us out with as well. Uh, and then, I mean, they've also used, you know, their social media to promote the app, which is, I think, how you found us potentially. So, um, you know, they've done some stuff like that as well. So, and then, I mean, they'll continue doing that, but... Um, yeah, they've, they've been great all around. I mean, also they've provided like suggestions, you know, we've had like some short brainstorming sessions around, you know, what type of features we should make or like what type of metrics should we track and things like that. So they're really creative, both of them. Um, and I think they just have a lot of ideas that are really fun and that involve other professional players. And that's going to make 
the app more fun, I think. So some of the things I won't say right now, but it's, it's going to be pretty cool. So they, they have some really good ideas and um, we're working on some things. Is your target market strictly adults, strictly kids, a mix of both, anybody and everybody? I mean, really, you know, it's interesting. We've actually asked our users about this. We've asked our users, like, who do you think would benefit the most from this? And pretty much everybody says that all Times Squares would benefit from this. And so that's usually not a good thing to hear as a startup because you should be focusing on, like, one market. But um, it's really interesting. Like, all of our users think that, like, any Times Square would benefit. I think, personally, it's it's ideal for anybody who's trying to just improve their game, right? So if you're a junior, obviously you're constantly trying to improve your game, but also if you're an adult and you're playing like league matches, you want to win your league matches, right? So you're also interested in improving your game. So I think it's kind of, you know, it's it's not really to a specific demographic as of now. I mean, the way we've designed the app and things, you could probably argue that it's like a little bit more intuitive for a younger audience, but overall we're not really kind of trying to pick one, one age group, but I think it is, it's definitely performance geared. If you're if you're just kind of like a casual player um, and you don't care that much about like your scores or you're just hitting for like fitness, maybe it's not going to be as useful for you. Um, but yeah, that's kind of you know the distinction there. So with the junior audience, the junior player audience, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about the the kind of triangle of junior tennis with the player, the parent, and the coach, and. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, have y'all discussed and put, you know, some energy into kind of working within that triad to Hmm. make the app something where there's going to be integration between the player, the parent and the coach through the app? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, again, technology. we, we, We kind of have. It's interesting, like a lot of the features that we made in the watch app initially were really geared towards that um, parent and player part of that triangle. Um, so we built a lot of features around, you know, we, we didn't have to do this, but we actually built a lot of features around where if you're tracking your match, it like streams it live. And so you can see like anybody in the world can like see your scores as they're happening. So we actually designed this with parents in mind because my parents in particular, like a lot of times they were busy at work. They couldn't attend a lot of my matches in high school. Um, but now they can like see my scores like anytime I'm playing, which is like kind of funny. Like if I'm in New York and I'm playing, they can see my scores live. Um, so they can live, like cheer me on. So it's live scoring, but not live streaming. Yeah, I think we'll, we can add the live streaming. I think um, it's just a question of whether people want to use their data plan for that. I think that's the bigger, bigger question, uh-huh. um, but we could definitely add it. You know, if, if enough people request it, like we'll, we'll add it for sure. So yeah. I mean, cause I'm just um, thinking in terms of like you were saying, um, for college tennis players, a lot of the times they're playing mm. at facilities that don't have streaming. And right. so if you're a fan or you're the parent of one of the players, you have no way to know what's happening in the match until totally. the scores are reported online some kind of way, unless right. somebody's live tweeting or whatever. But, you know, right. typically you're not seeing it in real time. And this seems like it could be a really cool solution to that. No, that would be awesome. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely need for that, as, especially as you go up the level towards like college. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it's inevitable. Like, we're going to get into the streaming. We've we've definitely had a lot of people request it. Uh, once we get like a critical mass, then then we're going to have to do it. So you know, that's that's going to be a pretty exciting future once we actually do that. For now, it's kind of it's almost like the ATP app, sort of like you can you can use it to track scores of your friends or your family, um, but you just can't see the video. But, you know, once we get to the next level, then you'd actually go to see the video as well. 
Right. Have you all run across any kind of pushback from tournament directors or um, parents at tournaments where, because I know when videotaping matches first kind Mm -hmm. of came in on the scene, there was a lot of issue with even, I still get this. If I'm out at a junior event and I'm trying to catch, you know, some footage for, for parenting aces, Mm -hmm. sometimes the parents will say to me, Oh no, you know, I don't want you filming my child. Um, so I'm just wondering if y'all have gotten any pushback from that. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, I, so I've been recording my matches a lot, like my USG matches. And so I always ask my opponent if I can do it beforehand and I've never had anybody say no, but I'm sure it's different with kids, right? Especially if you're like a parent and you're recording the match on the behalf of the kid and now you're recording like two kids matches, I could see how that can become a problem. So yeah, I think it's going to be interesting We're we'll kind of see, see where that goes, you know, um, obviously we'd want the community to like respect other people's, you know, privacy so if they don't want to be recorded you can't record them like that's too bad you know so i think that's gonna always be important for us um but right now it's like pretty the the new vision stuff is gonna be pretty focused on just kind of practice sessions at at the launch and then we'll add in like integration with actually uh, tracking matches and stuff probably like early next year but um yeah you know we'll we'll just kind of see how that goes I, i hope it's not too much of a problem i mean my I hope that it gets to a point where kind of everybody's using this and they understand that this is, you know, this is like a brand they can trust and, you know, the videos are just for the purpose of tennis and all of that and it's secure. So I think when we get to that point, hopefully it'll make things a little bit easier. Well, that was my next question was the security aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Is there a way, I mean, especially when you're dealing with children, you know, we have to be very mm-hmm. aware of the fact that there's some creepy people in the world that we don't want <laughs> yeah. to be able to watch our children. So yeah, yeah. how is, how does that work? Yeah, so that's um, similar to, I guess, uh, like Facebook or Instagram. So you can specify uh, a privacy setting on your profile. Um, and so you can say, you know, I want all of my stuff to be public. I want it to be private. So, or I only want my friends to see it and anybody who's not my friend can't see it. So we have kind of different levels of privacy. Um, And so the videos like respect that too. So basically if I know who you are, I might be able to find your profile, but I'm not going to be able to see anything if you're private. So it's it's going to, you're just going to be like, I'm going to be met with a message that says you must be friends with this person to see any of their matches or see any of their videos. So there's a social networking component to the app. Yeah, there actually is. Because you can actually find other people to hit with near you. Um, you can, like, tap into their profile, like, send a friend request. You can send messages as well. Um, uh, so there's, there's actually a social component as well. Yeah, that's right. Oh, very cool. Okay. So how do we get the app? What's involved? How much does it cost? Yada, yada. Yeah. So um, the app is free to download. You can get it from our website. Uh, our website's just swing.tennis. Um, or you can search on the App Store. Um, you can search for Swing Tennis or Swing Vision. Um, either of those um, will pull up the app. Uh, and so it's free to download, and you get to track like some number of shots for free per session, um, just so you can get an idea of you know the data that you're tracking. And there's like a ton of free features too, like all the social stuff I mentioned is free, like messaging people, finding people nearby. That's also free. Um, if you want to track scores on your watch manually, that's also free. So pretty much like any type of manual tracking is free. And then if you want to do any type of like automated tracking around your shots and things like that, that's where we um, charge a subscription. So we have two tiers. Uh, one is $100 a year, one's $200 a year. Um, 
And the main difference between the tiers is that the $100 a a year lets you track like a certain number of shots, but it's not unlimited shots a month, but it's maybe enough if you're playing like once a week. Um, That that, that tier will cover kind of like all the shots that you would track. And then uh, the higher tier is like unlimited shots a month. So it doesn't matter how many times you play. You can play every single day in that month if you want to. We'll track all of your shots. We'll back up all of your video, like all that you'll get for free or not for free, but included, I should say. Got it. And you guys are offering a special to Parenting Aces premium members, which I want to say thank you for that. And to my premium members that are listening, also our Patreon patrons will have access to this. Um, I will have a code for you to use and Mm -hmm. you'll be able to get a really nice discount off the, what is it called your pro pro version? Yeah, so the highest subscription, which I mentioned, which is normally 200 a year, um, yeah. for you guys, if you use this code, you'll be able to get the first year for $100. So you get 50% off your first year. Fantastic. So to my Patreon patrons and premium members, look out for that code and um, take advantage. That's really generous. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, of course. Oh, and I know, all of these yeah. have a two-week trial as well. So if you use the code and all that, that's fine. And you'll still get to try it out for two weeks and you can cancel anytime. Fantastic. Also, you know, I had a thought as you were talking about all of this, and that is because you mentioned that you play league tennis. Are you going to have like league management or team management aspects included? Yeah, we've had a lot of people ask us about that. I think we might do it eventually if we get bigger. Um, it's it's actually quite complicated, but I would love to do that. I know because right now all of our leagues are managed through like email or text message, and it's just like such a mess right now. So. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we, we want to address other problems that we can using our technology. And, um, so yeah, we'd, we'd love to get to that eventually. I think right now we're kind of really focused on this like stats tracking and coaching component, but you know, as that solidifies and as we get more adoption of that, then, you know, we can start adding these other things like that type of team management, league management, even for coaches, actually, a lot of coaches have asked us if we can have like a portal where they can manage all their students. So, um, yeah, I mean, all those are, are in the pipeline, I would say. Got it. Got it. Well, Swapnil, what else do you want us to know about swing tennis? Um, I mean, I, th- I think all I would just say is, you know, it's a new technology, so definitely give it a shot. Try it out. I think this is going to be the future of tennis. Um, you're starting to see this in some other sports already. So, uh, you know, try it out now <laughs> early, and uh, please give us feedback, too. We would love to hear any feedback you have, any advice you have, any uh, feature requests as well. We're super open and um, we always address uh, our users' feedback and we're always kind of adjusting our roadmap based on what users want. So we're very responsive. So don't what's be, your, to be honest. What's your preferred method of communication with your your public? Um, yeah, the easiest is you can, you know, you can just like tweet us or Twitter is just at Swing Tennis. Um, or like on Instagram. Otherwise, you can also just email us uh, at support at swing.tennis. So any of those work. Perfect. And we'll have those links in the show notes on parentingaces.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this really incredible new technology. I'm excited to learn more about it. And I'm getting ready to go download it on my phone right now so I can play with it and kind of 
see all the things that it can do. And uh, to my audience, I hope you guys will check it out. You get a two-week free trial. You get a 50% discount if you're one of our premium members or Patreon patrons. So, I mean, you really have nothing to lose. It's, you know, the cost, less than the cost probably of one private lesson for your kids. So, um, yeah, this will be a really, really valuable thing to have on your phone and for your child to have on their phone. And I promise you, as they get older and they start traveling to tournaments without you and hopefully, you know, are playing college matches, uh, where you're not always able to be there to be able to log in and just follow along with what's going on is so valuable and comforting as a parent to be able to see Mm -hmm. that stuff. So well done, you guys. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is a lot of fun. Well, thank you. And to my audience, thanks so much for tuning in. And we will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll share the podcast with your tennis community. The, the, For all the information you need to navigate the junior and college tennis journey, be sure to check out ParentingAces.com.